We're Whitewater Ramble. You're listening to 88.1 KCOU Columbia. Yeah. This is Spagalicious, and you're listening to KCOU Columbia. 88.1 FM Yeah, Harrison, back in uh, better than ever, ready to talk some, you know, upcoming NFL drafts. If it's crazy, you know, just 11, actually 10 or 11 days away, uh, something you and I are looking forward to. So excited to be back, and thank you for having me back on here in the studio. It's been a long road back to the draft. It like last year's draft that was on Zoom for the most part. And now we're getting ready for what could be a pretty historic draft. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be, you know, we talked about this walking in, Harris and I were walking in the studio this morning, and I, I think the talent in this draft is something we haven't seen a lot in the, in the recent past. You look at the quarterbacks, there are five quarterbacks, actually probably six quarterbacks, in my opinion, who could probably go round one. Will they? Probably not. But I see five or six quarterbacks who could go round one. You look at the obvious ones in... Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, another option there, and the receiver room, too. I mean, Harrison knows this, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, uh, all of these guys, Jalen Waddle, come in and can make immediate impacts, can be right day one players. So this class is so full of talent. Anywhere you want to pick, any position you want to pick, take your choose, and you're going to get a good player. I think that as we get back in – Working with the mics. <laughs> I think that the biggest factor in this draft is the quarterbacks, and that's the deal with every draft. Yep. <clears throat> Whether it's going to be, because we figure that the first two is going to go Lawrence, then Wilson, from what yep. we're hearing, Zach Wilson from BYU, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. But then Domino starts to fall at number three. If Mac Jones gets taken there, how far, do Field, how far does Fields fall? How far does Trey Lance fall? If it is Justin Fields... How far is Mac Jones going to fall? Because I could see Jones going anywhere between 3 and possibly like 15, 16, 17, 18. Yep, agreed. Which which quarterback do you think will go number 3 overall? Yeah, I mean, you look at all these mock drafts, and of course, look, everybody has their own opinion. Uh, there's not a sentence. I mean, I think besides the first two picks, there's never really a set-in-stone answer. I mean, there's so many guys you can choose from, and I think this year is especially that scenario. Um I think it's Fields or Jones. I think it's one of those two guys. And personally, I don't know if I agree with it, but I think Mac Jones goes three. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan, from what I've heard, likes Mac Jones a lot. He likes his uh, his arm talent. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is more similar to Mac Jones in the sense of uh, he's not – He's not immobile, but he's not the most mobile quarterback like Justin Fields would be. I think Mac Jones fits the system well. Um, so I think Jones goes three, but I, I think if, you never know. I mean, until that day comes, you don't know. But I would say Mac Jones at this point goes three. 
One of the reasons I think that the Niners should take Mac Jones, I've started to convince myself of why they're going to do it. I think they have a championship roster that they think can win now or win next season. Yep. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch want a project, someone like Trey Lance, who I don't consider a project, or Justin Fields or someone like that, because yep. they've seen what Mac Jones can do with the right weapons. Yep. He just went undefeated and won a national championship with Alabama. I think that with Jones, he can step in from the jump. And because he has more experience than the other two, I would say, he could get in there and start winning immediately because yep. of he has the intangibles. I think his ceiling, Trey Lance and Justin Fields' ceiling hasn't been reached yet. I think that Agreed. Agreed. I don't see Jones getting so much better than he is already now. And that's not necessarily a bad thing when you're trying to win a Super Bowl in your first or second year. This was kind of the thing when like Russell Wilson was first. I know they won a Super Bowl in year two kind of without him or with him, but he wasn't at the peak of his powers yet. But I think the Niners think he's good enough where he can win it now. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, uh, you said it. I, I think Mac Jones, it, can he, where do you get better from it? Like, where does he improve his game the most? And I agree. I think he's almost reached the ceiling of his potential. And it, it's not the flashiest choice. I mean, Justin Fields, Trey Lance would be, the more flashy choice, in my opinion, right? They're more mobile. Uh, we've seen, I, I think their arm talent's better. Uh, I think Mac Jones has a good arm. I think Fields and Lance have better arm talent. Um, but I, I agree with you, Harrison. I, I think the less of a project is a big thing for San Francisco. This is a team that just two years ago was in the Super Bowl. Had a 10-point lead in the yes, fourth quarter. Almost knocked off the Chiefs. This is still a very, very talented roster, a very talented team and a good organization they're just missing the man at the helm right now. And so I think it's which direction does Shanahan want to go? I, I agree with you. I think Jones is less of a project, more of a guy that be to their liking. But I, who knows? I don't know. Kind of off topic. I don't know why, but I don't think we've got a show maybe ever without mentioning that Super Bowl. I, don't think we have I feel like no. every every <laughs> show we have somehow ties back to that game. Always. Uh, every year there's one of the quarterbacks that kind of falls off. Not falls off, but... Of the five, or of the group of first-round quarterbacks, doesn't work out. You can look at Paxton Lynch in 2016, yep. Josh Rosen 2018, Dwayne Haskins 2019. You could even put Daniel Jones under that uh, category in 2019. Plenty of quarterbacks. Mitchell Trubisky 2017. There's one of them every year, Marcus Mariota. Who do you think could be the guy? Because there's going to be one of them. There's Not all five of these are going to be all pros. Not all of them are going to be pro bowlers. Of the core five, who do you think is going to be the one that doesn't pan out? Yeah, I, this is a tough one. I think there's, you know, like I said, there's five uh, first-round pick, first-round quarterback picks in this draft. Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Lance, and Jones. Um, I think Lawrence is about as safe as you're ever going to get. I, I think he is he's, he's the number one pick overall. It's going to happen. I think we know his safety. We know his ceiling. It's fantastic. So I think Lawrence is safe. This is a tough one. I... I uh, and I may be biased because I've said it all year. And I'm not saying he's not going to pan out well. But I'd say the least successful, in my opinion, is going to be Mac Jones. I, I Again, I haven't been high on him since the season. I'm still not high on him. I think he's going to be a great system quarterback, a great game manager um, that can do enough to win a game. I, I just don't know. You said it. Where does he get better from where he's at now? Like, where does he improve his game now? And again, I think what's going to come back to bite him, in my opinion, too, is the injury bug. Mac Jones this past season 
was hurt. Now, luckily, he had one of the best offensive lines blocking for him, yeah. so he's not getting all the hit best weapons. 20 times exactly. But when he got hit, every time he got hit, he's limping. He's holding something. I just think that's going to come back to buy him in the NFL. I'm not saying he's not going to be successful. I just think of all the five, he's the one that's going to be the least successful and deal with the most problems in his career going forward. I think that I don't feel great in saying this. I know one of them has to be. It's certainly not Trevor Lawrence. It's certainly not Trey Lance. I don't think it's going to be Mac Jones because I think Jones has the intangibles that he can kind of stay in the league. I'm split between Fields and Wilson. And what it comes down to is who I've seen play better. And I think it's Zach Wilson's going to be the bust of the five. And I also, with the quarterbacks I mentioned, the system fits a huge part of it. 100%. Where you go yeah. is a huge part. And the New York Jets does not have a good track record of young quarterbacks, especially when they pick high in the draft. Sam yep. Darnold, Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith. I don't think Zach Wilson's going to work there. I don't think he is, to quote someone, a leader of men. I The way I phrase that is that he – I don't think he's a guy that can elevate a whole team. I think he's a guy that you know can elevate the offense. But you see the guys like Tom Brady. You see the guys like Russell Wilson. You see the guys like Drew Brees. Well, even look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow yeah. has that fire in him. That he's a he's a natural born leader. I agree with you. And I'm that. just seeing like talking about like these vocal guys. Peyton Manning was like this a lot. Even Dak Prescott. I, I just don't see that in Zach Wilson. I what I've seen, like the film is outstanding. The play, I just don't think that he is going to be kind of the guy to take over a franchise and be the face of it. I I don't see it working out. I think that we're trying to find the next Mahomes and we're yep. trying to find the next Russell Wilson. And I think we're looking a little too hard at Zach Wilson about some of the best things he does and kind of ignoring the worst things. And it's time for the uh, the, the Trey Lance uh, stand segment of the show. <laughs> if we're looking for that quarterback, then why are we not looking at Trey Lance? I could argue Trey Lance is a better deep ball thrower than Zach Wilson. I could better he's a significantly better runner. He's the best runner of the five. And I think he's the second best deep ball of the five other than um, Lawrence. I, best, I should say thrower, not deep ball. I just want to read you on the NFL.com's Weaknesses. They have strengths and weaknesses of Trey Lance. Here are the strengths. Here's just a couple. A film junkie with a high football IQ and an NFL frame. Makes calls to set his own protections. Uh, bouncy feet for pocket setups. Uh, play fake aficionado from under center. Passing scheme encourages full field reads. Stuff like that. Here are the weaknesses. Highly inexperienced with mm-hmm. 318 pass attempts. Will be 20 years old at the NFL draft. That is one of the weaknesses of him. That he'll be 20 years old at the NFL yeah. draft. It's also a uh, needs to trust his pocket. Okay. Uh, gets a little lackadaisical with his feet in the quick game. Like, I feel like we're trying to find things with Trey Lance and not like about him. 100%. I think that's what this is all about. I think interesting, you, you talk about all the strengths of him. I think one of his biggest strengths that nobody's talking about is his confidence. And I think kind of that chip he has on him. Look, I mean... It's no shock that we've seen, I've seen online, I've seen on TV, everybody talking about, like you said, the inexperience of Trey Lance. That has been all I've heard online is he hasn't played enough. He played for North Dakota State, all this, blah, 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 blah. But all that does is want to make him better and, you know, fuel his confidence and that fire within him. I think that's one of his biggest strengths. He's a hardworking kid. He plays well. He does what he's taught, and he is a fantastic learner. And I agree with you. I I, I like Trey Lance too. I, I'm I I'm gonna team with you. No, I have met a lot of people that are not high on him, and 
I, I, I get it, but I also don't get it. I, I'm with you on that one. I think he's going to be a great NFL player. And, I mean, you look at some of the mock drafts, they have the Broncos taking him at 7. I've seen a couple trades where they have the Broncos trading up 7, taking him. So, I don't know. But I think wherever he goes, he'll make a good impact Tyler Kidding came on the show and said that he wouldn't make it through year 3 of the NFL. I tried <laughs> fighting him on the air. Let's move to running backs because it came out earlier today that the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was a report, I think, from Jake Laser that the Steelers would be interested in a running back, even in the first round. So, there's probably two of them to consider. Etienne and Najee Harris, they could also consider trading back to the early second round and taking one of the Carolina guys, Javante Williams or Michael Carter. It's probably going to be Etienne or Najee. Uh, which one do you think would be a better fit in Pittsburgh? Oh, I I think Najee would. I, I think Najee has... Najee Harris is one of the most special backs we've seen come through college football in a long time. Uh, just, I mean, does everything well. He's fast. He's powerful. He's elusive. He's, 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 he's so agile. He cut his, his cuts... The way he finds a hole and makes the first cut is fantastic. When he gets to the second level, you might as well forget about it. So, Najee Harris is a special player, um, and I think he fits better in that in that Pittsburgh system. Look, Pittsburgh has always been and will always be under Mike Tomlin a very physical, ground and pound kind of team. Uh, they're not looking for the fast speed back that's going to get out on like Christian McCaffrey and beating the outside. They want a guy like James Conner who's going to go up the middle, get those tough to earn yards, and that's exactly what Najee Harris can do, but better. And Harrison, you talked all year recently about Travis Etienne. Is he washed up? I think so. Is he going to be that? And I agree with you 100%. I think Najee Harris, on the other hand, is not. Um, he's not as big as Derrick Henry, clearly, but he has the same kind of durability, the same build to him that Derrick Henry does which I think is a big reason he's going to do well in the NFL. So, do they get him in the first round? Uh, maybe we'll see. I know they have a late pick, but I think Najee Harris of those two is kind of the better, more obvious choice. I think about when they succeeded in their running game, or who succeeded, Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of it was when he was big in the ca- pass-catching game. And that's kind of not the strength of Najee Harris. Najee's more head-down, physical runner. Yeah, ETN is a little better in the passing game. I wouldn't be surprised if they took him w- with their first pick. Maybe even... If they choose between the running backs, between Carter and Williams, I think they would go with Williams because he's a better pass catcher. Carter is more physical runner. Both of them ran for like over 250 yards against Miami in the Mm -hmm. same game. I think that – I think ETM would be a little better fit for for Pittsburgh if he is not washed. If he is washed, then uh, he'll be a great fit for two and a half years before they realize that they have a quarterback, running back that's played basically six years. That's the big thing because, I mean, you look at with Pittsburgh right now too, I mean – their quarterback situation is kind of jumbled. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is coming back, but he has been – uh, he's been unhealthy. You know, he's just been struggling the past couple of years. And the receiving game, you have Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster, who's been, you know, they've been fine, and Deontay, Deontay, Deontay Smith. But it, it, the running back position, you, you said it perfectly, the receiving game is a big part of it. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to lean a lot on that. Look, James Conner the past couple of years has been uh, very subpar. Uh, he exploded on the scene a few years back and has really just been extremely quiet. His, he's got a great story, but... They need a guy to come in and replace that. And I, it is a matter of, is Travis Etienne washed up? And I think that's the million-dollar question. I mean, I think you know what you're getting with Najee Harris. Travis Etienne is the more kind of eight ball in this situation. But I don't think you can if, – if he's not washed up, he could be you dangerous. can't go wrong with either one. Yeah, Those no, are two great I could players. be wrong with that. I'm not, you know, I'm not pounding the drum as much as the Trey Lansing yeah. about Etienne being washed. <laughs> But he could be. Yeah. I, I'm going to stick with the theory that he's washed, and we'll see what he looks like because I didn't think he was that good at the end of the season. Yep. To receivers, we know the obvious top two, Chase and Smith, 
I think Chase, well, we're doing our mock draft next Sunday, a very highly anticipated mock draft show. Yep. I think Chase will go be the first one taken. Agreed. The question of it's Waddle or Smith will be taken next. A lot of people think it's going to be Waddle. That's from the mock draft are saying, the experts, because of, they think he's, he has that Tyree Kill factor to him, the speed, the playmaking, he can play on special teams. and I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the concerns about Devontae Smith's size. No. I, I think that's another excuse that we're making. Yeah, I, I'm i going to be honest. I think Jalen Waddle is a better player than Devontae Smith is. I think Devontae Smith, if we did not see Jalen Waddle go down against Tennessee this year, we would see similar, if not better, stats from Jalen Waddle than we did from Devontae Smith. I think Jalen Waddle is quicker in space. Um, I think he's a better pass catcher. Devontae Smith is... I would say Devontae Smith is a better route runner. He runs really good routes, and we saw that a lot this year. The reason he, you know, creates space for himself. Um, I like Jalen Waddle. I think he's the better of the two, but I think there is a little bit of concern about the injury factor from Waddle. And I'm not saying it's going to play a big impact. I don't think it should be the biggest factor in the world, but I think a lot of teams are cautious with him. And I, I think you look at who Devontae Smith's going to, the Lions and Jamar Chase to five. First of all, Jamar Chase is the best receiver in this class. He is a fantastic player. He's going to be scary. I think the Bengals will take him at five. Agreed. And putting him back with Joe Burrow could be absolutely huge for the future of this organization. So I think Jamar Chase goes one. And again, the Waddle-Smith thing, it's a coin flip, but I think Waddle's a little bit better. If, I don't know. If the Dolphins are on the clock at six and— this is the order. Lawrence, Wilson, Jones, Kyle Pitts goes four, Jamar Chase goes five. What does Miami do at six? See, the question is, it, it's because you look at a lot of these, they got Panay Sewell going six, the Dolphins. Panay Sewell is a very, in my opinion, safe pick. I think you know, again, you know what you're getting with Panay Sewell. He's the best lineman in this class, lineman close. So... Because there's also the argument of, what if you get one of these Alabama receivers? Pair him with Tua again. Does that help Tua a little bit? Help his confidence in his gameplay a little bit? Um, but I, that's a big thing to bank on. So if I'm Miami, I, I'm going Panay Sewell. Okay. I, I think Safe you tip. can build that offensive line. That was one of the biggest problems is Tua was just getting absolutely killed last year. So build the offensive line, get the weapons later. I, I go with Devontae Smith there. I think... They, they were going to take him at three. Like mm. The first mock drafts in January and February, Smith was the consensus number three overall pick. I think they take Smith in that situation. What about Kyle Pitts? If he's, <laughs> is Kyle Pitts worth the fourth pick in the draft? He's a tight end. I think he's worth the third pick. Really? I think I think he's fantastic. I think, I think he is a fantastic player. Imagine San Francisco traded three first-round picks <laughs> to get Kyle Pitts. Just I, to pair him with George Kittle. I just think Kyle Pitts, it's, in my opinion— He's not just a tight end. Like, this guy is a receiver. He's a slot receiver. He's a tight end. He's all of these jumbled into one. This guy, I've said it on the show a few times, you can line him up anywhere in the field. I don't care where you put him. You can put him outside the numbers. You can put him up on the line you know, next to your offensive tackle. You can put him anywhere you want, and he's going to make a play. The one thing he could do better is... His blocking, I think his run blocking could improve. He's not, they've never used him in that situation. So yeah, I, Dan, I don't Dan, see, Dan Mullen doesn't run the ball. No, never. And I don't see an NFL team using him consistently to block. I mean, look at Atlanta. Hayden Hurst is a blocking tight end. They will use him. They will use Kyle Pitts in the, in the passing game. But 
I'm telling you, he is going to be fantastic. And that wingspan and the way he makes a play on the ball is so good. It's exactly what Atlanta needs to kind of help that receiver room with Matt Ryan. If we like crossed out tight end on his position and put wide receiver, we'd be talking about him as like the best prospect in years. He'd be the best receiver in this class easily. 100%. I think I, I think I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the league. I think Atlanta takes him at four. I do too. Uh, when we do our mock drafts, agreed. Uh, offensive line, we talk about Sewell. He's their top guy. Uh, Rayshon Slater from yep. Northwestern. What team do you think would be a good fit for him? Um, yeah, I mean, I think. I don't know. I mean, I, I think you look at Carolina as a potential option that they just acquired Sam Darnold, so their quarterback situation is now figured out. Um, maybe you look at Minnesota, a New York Giant, New York Giant, maybe pick. I don't know. I mean, I think those teams all are looking for an offensive tackle, offensive lineman right now, but. Um, Carolina seems to be the team that everybody is looking at to pick an offensive lineman now with, again, you've got Sam Darnold, their quarterback they've wanted. Um, so now start building around him. And so I think Slater's a guy. He, he, did he play tackle in college? Yeah, he played tackle. He, he played had a tackle. great game against Chase Young in the, That's uh, right. but the they, Big Ten Championship They game. said he can kind of be interchanged. So be curious to see what they do with him. But I think Carolina looks like the team right now. But I would agree because you already got Sam Darnold. Yep. And the problem with Darnold and the Jets is they couldn't protect him. Now no. they have Darnold. You have Christian yep. McCaffrey. You have the great weapons. Now you got to protect the quarterback so yep. you can find the ball. Matt Rule, speaking of Carolina, Matt Rule is doing something well there. I, I didn't buy into his – and I'm still not saying he's going to be a fantastic coach. I didn't exactly – Definitely buy into that hire, but he brought in Joe Brady, which was a great yeah, hiring. He, and he's going his last year. So I think Brady gets a head coaching job next I year. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you there. I agree with Slater to the Panthers. I think that'd be a good fit. Uh, let's go. Let's go linebacker. We'll mm. jump a couple of spots. Uh, Michael Parsons, the top guy, but there are questions about his character. Yep. And I would think in a normal year. <laughs> If not normally, I would think if there were no character issues with Michael Parsons, I think he'd be a top five or six pick in this draft. Agreed. And now we could be looking at the 10 15 range. I look at the New York Giants as a good spot for him. Yep. They have, uh, what's Martinez, Blake Martinez, yep. the former Packer linebacker, as their starters. He had a good season this year for the Giants. I think if you put Parsons there, I think that'd be a good fit, especially in Joe Judge's defense. Yep. I think Parsons is. Worth the risk. I think his off his character is something that can be fixed. It's not like this is not the worst character issue we've seen in the past. You know, in the, in the past drafts in terms of guys, I think Micah Parsons is fixable. That character is fixable, and you know maybe it's not. Uh, we see Isaiah Wilson to the Titans. That was a ultimate failure. His character came back and bit him hard, and he is probably not going to be in the league in the next couple of years. Um, but Parsons, I mean. Aside from the character, he might be the perfect linebacker prospect. Like one of the best prospects we've seen in years. He's fast, he's physical, he moves laterally well. He has great ball skills too. I mean, this is a guy who can do it all anywhere on the field. <clears throat> in fact, can play kind of a hybrid safety position too if he needs to. He's just that kind of player. So I agree. I think the Giants is a good pick for them. I know Washington has looked at trading up for him, which I'm not sure I agree with, but I think New York right now is kind of that front runner for Michael Parsons. If Washington needed anything <clears> else on that defense, Michael Parsons, which is complete Can you imagine? was probably probably the best defense in the league. They've already got uh William Jackson from the Bengals this yep. offseason. They have a, a good secondary, probably the best defensive line in the league, them in Tampa Bay. Just adding another linebacker. I would I would make the move from Washington. I th- I think they're looking at I've been looking at a lot. They're looking at, you know, Parsons if he falls or if they trade up. 
or uh, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. I think it was, yeah, Koromoa yeah, from Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So they want to fix that linebacker room, which is not terrible, but is not. It's it's the weak point of the defense right now. But I, they've got a lot of ways to go. Uh, they got all they got anywhere they want to go. You know, they've got players everywhere. So we'll what see. about Nick Bolton? I don't think Bolton's going to go in the first round, early second round. Probably within the top 10, 15 picks, who do you think would be a good fit for him? Yeah, I mean, uh, we were looking at him as a, you know, a top 25 or a 25, you know, top 25 pick early yeah. on this year and I think he's it's weird. His, his his pro day was great and he performed well and his, you know, statistics from last season are great, but he just dropped. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the success of this year's class and just how much talent there is. I mean, the top two linebackers, it that's pretty clear. They're the top two. Um but I think Bolton, I think you could even, not that, I don't know, but I think you could even see him go to a Jacksonville type team because Jacksonville's always loved that physical, big kind of linebacker, yeah. that defense. They've always loved the physical defenses. Now, it's been horrendous as of recently, but that's kind of been their MO. So I could see Bolton going to Jacksonville. Playing on that defense and making an immediate impact. That that is a team where Nick Bolton would go and be on the field day one, making a huge impact because Jacksonville is lacking heavily on the defensive side of the ball. So I think Jacksonville would be a good second round option for him. Kind of that you know a good home for him. I think Pittsburgh. I heard Pittsburgh does have some interest in him from what I saw at the pro day and then kind of the rumors out there. Pittsburgh's second round pick. Is number fifty-five. I think that could be a little high to get him. I think they would have to possibly move up or move down from their twenty-four spot. Where I would think they would take a running back there. What yep. if I were them? I would try to move back to like twenty. I'm trying to find the team that could they get the second round pick from. I yep. think they would have to go to like thirty. Six. Yeah. Try to get 36 and 50 from Miami. Yep. That's what I would try to do. And then you get those two second-round picks. Instead of having the late first, instead of the mid-first and the late second, try to get kind of two early seconds is what I would yep. try to do. And then try to fill running back and then fill linebacker with Nick Bolton. Try to do some quick math there with the trades. I mean, Pittsburgh's roster is, another one of those rosters like you know San Francisco that is very well fitted. I, th- I think they're missing... A couple key components, as you said, maybe linebacker, running yeah. back, but at the quarterback position too is one that I think Pittsburgh could fix. But now I think Nick Bolton. We we've watched Nick Bolton live. Yeah. Um, a fantastic football player. I think he is just his IQ of the game is absolutely fantastic. So excited to see where he goes. And again, I think wherever he goes, he makes a day one impact. He is that kind of guy who's going to come in, fill that spot, and be fantastic. In my opinion, let's do some more like team kind of fits. Dallas yeah. at ten. They need some defense. Which direction? Do you, do you go in secondary, or do you kind of go linebacker or possibly offensive line? Or maybe yeah, even I mean, someone like Christian Darashaw or uh, Owosu Kur- Kuramoa, or possibly go after one of the corners, Hurtain or Farley or Horn. You just you just said it. I, you, you mentioned it last week, I think. Patrick Sertain was yeah. kind of the guy that you saw Dallas being a good fit with. And, I mean, we've, they, we've talked about the secondary class is – it's not incredibly strong. I think those first three guys are the cream of the crop. If you want a defensive back, take one of those three guys, Caleb Farley, Sertain, or J.C. Horn. I think Sertain is the best fit. I think Sertain is 
just all around a fantastic player, has all the intangibles, all the ball skills you need. And I think Dallas has Dallas has a good enough defensive line. It's not fantastic, but it's good enough. The secondary is just bad. It's just bad. Yeah. I mean, that they were getting torched last year in the secondary against teams. They should not be getting Jalen torched. Jalen Hurts was torching them. Hurts killed them. I mean, Hurts killed them the past game, which is not a great look. No offense to Jalen Hurts, great player, but not a great look. So I think they got to go secondary. You got to start. That's your first issue you got to fix. Well, two picks later, Philadelphia 12. Receiver, maybe? So they have a Rager they took in the first round last year. Which was a terrible first round pick. They lost to Sean Jackson. Yep. I don't think all Sean Jeffries there anymore. I have to check their depth chart. Secondary is one of those thinking for them. I know they have Darius Saleh, who is kind of up and down. Receiver would seem like a good spot. I think Waddle would be a good pick, but I'm gonna look at their depth chart. He took quick. a receiver in the first round last year. So they have Jalen Rager, John Hightower, Greg Ward. Okay, they need a receiver. Yeah. Uh, Travis Fulgham, yeah. Arcega Whiteside. They still have both Goddard and Ertz. They didn't trade either of them. Their Which, secondary yeah. right now, they have Slay, they have uh, Avante Maddox, Kavon Wallace. They have a whole they have holes at secondary receiver. Can, can uh, we can we admit can we talk about right now that this team's a mess? They're the Browns of the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're a mess. Like I, I don't know what direction you go. You could draft pretty much any position and be happy with that first round pick. There is so many holes you got to fill in this defense and this offense for that matter. I, I don't even know where you start. I don't even know where you start, but you look at this depth chart and I think secondary and receiver is your two biggest points in my opinion. I think you go receiver in that situation. I'm looking I've been looking at both. I think you have to go with one of the receivers and I think for the mocks if you if none if none of Chase Smith and Waddle are there, which there's a decent chance they're not, I think you go. I, if none of those three are there, I think you have to go corner. Agreed. I think you have to go with Horn or Sertain or um, Farley if they're there. Let's go back. What about Detroit at seven? Because that you have some more options yep. there. You have a new coach, Dan Campbell, there. They traded for Jared Goff. It's kind of a new era of Detroit football. What direction are you going with with that seventh pick? How are you setting the tone for your rebuild? Yeah, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. There's a lot of options at nine. Um, you still got pretty much every prospect you want on the board. I, I think that's another team that will and should go receiver. Um, I, I think Detroit is, again, now at the bring-in of Goff, um, it's how do you build around him? Because he, they've said now bringing him in is kind of a future move for them. They're looking for Jared Goff to be the guy under center to win football games for them. And uh, you look at their receiver depth, Tyrell Williams, Rashad Perryman, Quintez Cephas, Cephas. Quintez Cephas, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they've they've got a couple guys here and there. But if you're the Lions and you're picking at nine, and a guy like, let's just say, not that it's going to happen, but a guy like Devontae Smith is still sitting there. I don't know how you don't take Devontae Smith at nine if he's still on the board or Jalen Waddle. If one of those guys is still at nine, why not take a shot on them? They have no receivers. As you mentioned, they have no receivers. None. I think Smith would be a good fit there. Even Waddle, it's just depending on what the order they go. If somehow Jamar if George, if Jamar Chase falls to number seven, <laughs> there's a crime that should be happening. Yep. Uh before we hit the break, New England at fifteen. That's one of the biggest X factors. Do you think they trade up for a quarterback? Do you think that they trade back? Do you think they sit still? Your gut feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, 
it is it would be very Bill Belichick like to make a trade, you know, move up, move up, make a pick, take a quarterback. I'll say it. I think Mac Jones, if he does not go three, would be a legitimate option for New England. Um, I mean, you know him better than I do. Cam Newton, he's the guy right now, yeah. I guess, maybe. He's on a short leash. So, if they do go quarterback, I think Mac Jones is kind of your guy. If they trade up, I don't. I mean, it's we, we've seen Bill Belichick loves that kind of player. He loved. We've seen the success of Tom Brady. Mac Jones is shows a little bit of similarity there. Um, but otherwise, if they don't go quarterback, I mean, you know, it, there's a lot of options for New England as well. I, I, think, I think defensive line. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the defense is was a problem last year, so. If you if you don't go quarterback, why not improve your defense? Yeah, I think they'd go if Michael Parsons somehow is there. I wouldn't think he would be, but maybe you go with the defensive line, Quinny Payne from uh, Alabama. Yeah. I kind of like they've taken an Alabama defender in the last two drafts, Josh yeah. Uchai and Chase Winovich. But I have a feeling, not a feeling, but a hope that they will trade up and take Trey Lance. That is my my hope. If they pick Trey Lance, you. Would be the happiest was, yeah. man on the face of this earth. Like, I'm like, I, I, I've, I said, <laughs> I tweeted this on Friday. So Trey Lance posted a picture on a social media. He is endorsed by Chipotle, which who those not know Chipotle is like my favorite place in the world. It, he like posted his like Trey Lance bowl. It's like a, it's a brown rice bowl with black beans, steak, <laughs> uh, mild and medium salsa, lettuce, and guac. I don't know how I memorized that so fast. <laughs> if the New England Patriots take Trey Lance. I will eat that bowl every day for a week. I will eat it every day from, I, I guess I'll start that Friday after the draft and go till the next Thursday. I love this. I will this go seven awesome. straight days. They have to. They, <laughs> he is the guy. He is a perfect to learn from behind Cam Newton. He can run that offense. He can learn from a year behind Cam. He is a great arm. He's a running. This is the X factor they need, and he can continue the dynasty for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And you know what? His... This critique about not having enough experience Could might, help might actually help your Patriots. That might help him drop farther than you want him to, and now New England has a chance. So I'm telling you, if if that happens, I will be eagerly watching you eat that Chipotle bowl. I will day. come back in here for Start Your Sunday when we come back in August for our college football preview in NFL, wearing on the first episode, probably no matter what team he's on, wearing a Trey Lance jersey. <laughs> I'm very excited. Let's hit our break. This is KCOU 88.1. Start your Sunday. Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. What does your smile say about you? Are you happy? Confident? Friendly? Getting and keeping that smile takes work. Proper brushing and flossing daily and drinking fluoridated water. Fluoridated water has been in use for 75 years and is considered the most safe, equitable, and cost-effective way to prevent tooth decay. A healthy smile means a healthy person and a healthy community. For more information, visit health.mo.gov. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. 
Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Missouri Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Guard will pay up to 100% of your tuition for up to 39 credit hours per academic year at 90 colleges and tech schools across the state. You're eligible as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving part-time in the Missouri Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. The shocking statistics are that one in five people in Boone County lives in poverty. Even worse, approximately 250 Columbia children are homeless. The Heart of Missouri United Way fights for solutions to improve lives by supporting 33 local organizations that strengthen the health, education, basic needs, and financial stability of our community. Join the fight today and live united by making your gift at uwheartmo.org donate. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perrone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. You're listening to KCOU Columbia, 88.1. Welcome back to KCOU 88.1. Start your Sunday. I'm Harrison Vatnick alongside Garrett Pave. Garrett, how are we doing today? Oh, doing good, Harrison. Harrison, I uh, had to go on his little Trey Lance support there for a second. Don't blame him. He is, you know, as you know, high on Trey Lance. But exciting time, of course, the NFL draft just now under two weeks away. An exciting time for all of us college football and NFL fans seeing where our favorite players are going to go. And we've said it over and over, a stacked class. Excited to break even more down with you guys, looking at quarterbacks, all the stuff above. We got a great rest of the show. I'm, I'm very next week's show will be probably the most exciting show. Oh, 100%. Maybe even since this show might be the most exciting show because we're going to go back and forth yep. with our mock drafts going through it as we hit the NFL, NFL draft on April 29th, 11, 10 days away. Uh, we'll do a little more team previews, then we'll do a little who you, would you rather take. Let's go Baltimore 27. I think yep. that's an interesting one. Baltimore feels like they're close to the Super Bowl. They yep. haven't quite gotten there. In the Lamar Jackson era, back-to-back losses in the divisional round. Uh, what player do you think can elevate their team in that late first round? Yeah, I, I think they are also in the process. It, it's similar to Tennessee uh, before they signed Bud Dupree in the sense that I think Baltimore is missing that pass rusher, that edge rusher that can really, you know, spark a flame under this defense. Uh, this defense is getting old. Uh, they used to be kind of the premier defense in the NFL. You know, I mean, it, it, they always wanted to be a defense that was kind of built off of Ray Lewis's play style, right? Fast, just physical. I mean, just beating you to the ball every time, flying around. That's what they want, and they had it, but... That's starting to get old, and the players in that defense are aging, and they don't really have. I think Patrick Queen is a really good player. He's drafted from LSU last year. He's a great pass rusher, but besides him, and maybe Kalias Campbell, they don't have a guy who's going to make an immediate impact and be able to put pressure on the quarterback every snap or most snaps. So I think you see Baltimore go for a edge rusher. The question is, 
who's left, right? We assume that Aziz Ojolari is going to be gone. We assume probably Gregory Russo is going to be gone. So I could see both of them there actually. I, I I've could. seen I've seen Rosal now fall out of the second round for some reason. Really? I, I've seen him going early second round. And but, then Alujare Alu or Ajulari yeah. in that he's in that range. I wouldn't say it's crazy that uh, he could be there. If those two guys are there, I, I think they're pretty good options. I'm seeing on this one Jalen Phillips from Miami is another option too as an edge rusher. Um I I think that's the biggest hole you've got to fill right now if you're Baltimore, in my opinion. I, I could see them going defense. I could see them going safety. I think they have a need there. Trevon Morig uh, from the safety from LSU. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's pretty good. Actually, no, uh, TCU, TCU. TCU, that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he. They have a hold safety. They After losing Earl Thomas last season, yep. they had Deshaun Elliott back there. Kind of a hole there. Maybe also receiver. Yep. They agreed. didn't really address it. They got Sammy Watkins. I don't think he's the answer. They have some issues there. I don't know if they want to invest because they, no receiver wants to sign there. No. So this, I don't know why you wouldn't go out and maybe draft someone like Terrence Marshall or yeah. Kadarius Tony. I think Tony would be a great I fit I think Tony would be a great fit. It's a hard team to draft a receiver for. It is. I mean, it's they are a run-heavy team with Lamar Jackson. And furthermore, Lamar Jackson's arm talent really does not scare me. Um, it, it's, it's fine, and it's won them enough games, but... If you can get a guy like you said, Kadarius Tony, and look, Kadarius Tony <clears throat> can create space like nobody's business. He might not be a Devontae Smith kind of player, but he can create space. And not only that, you can pass, you can run a screen pass with Tony, and that guy's going to make two yards turn to 20. That's just the kind of player he is. I think that would fit really well with what Baltimore wants to do. Baltimore does not want to put Lamar Jackson in a situation where he's got to throw 30 yards downfield because we've seen it and it's not pretty. So, I agree. I think Kadarius Tony would be a good pick, and why not? I mean, if he's there, I've seen him also fall in late first round. Yeah, I've round seen too. second round as well. I'd love New England to somehow get him in the second round <laughs> if he's there. What about Tampa Bay at thirty-two? If really no needs, but they're the best team in the I'm league. About to say, I mean, you you literally you, what direction you go in receiver, offensive line, corner? They have they have everything. They have down. everything. They they running back. They just signed Giovanni Bernard, but I mean, they signed literally everybody back from that team last year. And I you you assume they will only get closer and closer to the team. Um I mean I, I guess you can look at receiver as a point because Evans, Godwin, and Scotty Miller have all dealt with injuries to a pretty significant extent in their career. And you look at the guys behind them, Tyler Johnson, Justin Watson, Josh Pearson. So not exactly what you would call fantastic receivers. I think offensive line, you're good. Um, tight end, same thing. So maybe you go receiver defensively, maybe just for the heck of it, you go defensive line, um, get a guy that can be a threat up the middle. You know, I mean, you know, I can sue is aging, so is Pete Jason Pierre Paul. So maybe you look for a guy up the middle, but I mean, you said it, they don't need anybody. This defense is whole team is already so kind of solidified with their roster. Um, it's a matter of, you know, who do you want, not who do you need. Who do you think could be the DK Metcalf of this draft? We kind of see it every year. Metcalf is a big example. He fell to the end of the second round and ended up being probably the best receiver of that class. The A.J. Browns who kind of fall to the second round. Who could you possibly see outside of the top guys in here? I'm going to go first. Yeah, you go. Uh, Brown from North Carolina is my yep. guy. Okay. I think he is a great route runner. Yeah. Has really good hands, good speed as well. Not the speed of someone like Waddle or Tony, 
But if I'm, if I'm looking outside of the Smith, Chase, Waddle, Elijah Moore, Tony, Terrence Marshall category, you go to that second tier, I think uh, I think Brown could be that guy. Yep, I, I I like that pick. I do. I think Diamond Brown is, you know, he's he's got the size too. I um. I looked at a couple guys. Uh, I saw Terrace Marshall as a potential, you know, similar. But I really like. Well, see, he's just so he's so hit or miss. I'm not sure. Are you thinking about uh, Terry from Florida State? No, I'm thinking about Rashad Bateman. Okay. But I think Bateman. My only hold is I think Bateman goes early. I think, I think Bateman okay. goes how early? Second round. Okay. I, I think Rashad Bateman goes in the second round. But what I like about Rashad Bateman is. He's got similar size to DK Metcalf. He's six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds. He's a big body receiver who has a fantastic vertical, um, and he's got the same skills that DK Metcalf has. He's going to be a very DK Metcalf like player, but again, I just think he's going to go early. So I think it's kind of not fair to compare him to DK Metcalf because Metcalf went third round, right? Uh, he went sixty three overall second round. Okay. Okay, so you know what? Maybe you know what? Yeah, I will go with Sean Bateman. I think Rashad Bateman is going to be a DK Metcalf kind of player. I do. So I think I could see that. Let's do a little like what if kind of situation. Yep. A little who would you rather? So the Jets at twenty three. Okay. Would you rather go with a corner like Caleb Farley, or add some weapons and get someone like Marshall or Moore or um, Tony? What is Rob? What do you think, Robert? If you're Robert Sala, what do you do? I'd go cornerback. I think there's enough depth in this receiver class that you could still go second round and pick up a guy like De'Ami Brown, a really good starting receiver in the second round. There's not that depth in the secondary class. This secondary class is fairly weak. So if I'm him, Robert Sala, too, is a defensive-minded head coach. He is all about his defense. He loves guys like Caleb Farley who move well and are ball hawks. So I think they, if that's the situation, then a cornerback. I'd go cornerback. I'm going to ask you basically the same question with okay. another team. The okay. Tennessee Titans at 22. Yeah. Do you go with a guy like Bateman or more Marshall or Moore or Tony, or do you go with a corner? Nah, I, I, I go receiver. Okay. They don't have this this poor roster. They don't have any corners. Well, there's or no receivers. corner in their receiver game. I mean, again, we talk about they, just, they signed Josh Reynolds, which was a good signing, but Besides AJ Brown, Josh Reynolds, I mean Cameron Batson, it's you know Nick Westbrook, Akeem, Chester Rogers. I mean it's no one noticeable. So yeah, receiver definitely. Jacksonville at thirty three. They have two first round picks. Let's okay. say they go Lawrence. I'm gonna go on a limb and say they can take Trevor Lawrence. Okay. And let's say they go to the offensive line. Someone like uh, Alex Leatherwood. Yep. At, you're at thirty three. Do you go receiver or do you go defense? <sighs> I. Uh, I talked about Nick Bolton being a fit, and I still think he would. Um, but, you know, you're planning for Lawrence to be your long-term option, so I, I think you want to pile him up with weapons. So I would go – because, like, if you – yeah, I, I'd go receiver. I, I'm looking at the receiving. It's, it's it's not the worst. I would say they signed Mar- Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, LaVisca Cheneau from Colorado, so it's not terrible. Uh, but – I think you could still get another receiver to kind of, you know, compete for that starting job. Buffalo at 30, 30 yeah. Okay. Do you go to linebacker edge, kind of build, continue your defense? Or if both running backs are there, you take one of them? Because they have their running backs right now are basically just Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd go running back. I, I think that was kind of the Achilles heel for this team last year. It's what kind of bit them 
um, you know, took the chance away from going to the Super Bowl. I just never run game. They could not run the ball to save their life. So I'd go running back if I'm Buffalo. What about the Saints at 28? I'll give you the whole board because they could go any direction. Yeah, they could. What do you think they do? I think they're another team who needs to go offense and in particular needs to go receiver. Um, I don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation. <clears throat> if Jameis Winston's going to start or if <clears throat> Taysom Hill is going to start. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see that uh, quarterback controversy. I am too. Um, but they're receiving. Their receiving core might be one of the worst in the league. Um, besides Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, who has bounced all over the place, Deontay Harris, Jawan Johnson, Lil Jordan Humphrey. I mean, there's a lot res- of really good college players in that group. A lot of great college players, but a lot of guys who have not produced in the NFL. Uh, even Michael Thomas, who was like the consensus number one overall receiver. In the league last year, injuries on top of injuries, and a lot of people calling him Slant Boy because that's all they said he could run. So <laughs> I fall victim to that. Yes, I did too. I did too. So I, I think receiver is a really safe bet, and I, I don't think I'm not so sure. I I'm going to make a bold prediction now for Let's you, Harrison. I'm make a bold prediction, and this may be really, really out there, and that's fine. Let's hear it. I think the Saints. Draft Kyle Trask. In the first round? No. I didn't okay. get him in the second round. So their second round pick is number 60 overall. Yep. I, I think he I think he you know what? Okay. I don't know where they pick him. They're gonna pick Kyle Trask. And I wanna go out there. And I'm gonna say that Kyle Trask takes the week one start for the New Orleans Saints. I'm going wow. big. I'm going really big here. I know. We didn't we didn't talk about Kyle Trask in our, no, our we quarterback. Did not. We so We'll do a little time time frame or timeline of Kyle Trask. Our, when we started the season, kind of felt optimistic about him. He had a good season before. Yep. Had a really great start. Garrett and I were ready to give him the Heisman after week two. <laughs> yeah. Had a good, I can't think of a really bad game he played this season. Played really well against a tough competition. Played the best game against Alabama that any quarterback played. This year was outstanding through more than 400 yeah. yards, four touchdowns. People tell me, oh, he had Kyle Pitts. He had Kadarius Tony. Guess what? He's going to have NFL tight ends too to play yep. with. He's going to have NFL receivers. I, he's more mobile than people think. He is. We, we will continue to roll with Trask. I, I don't think he's a first-round talent. No. He could be. But I think I think he has to go in the second round. Some of the teams I could see, I'll say about four or five teams I could get him. The Saints are a great choice. Um, I could see Detroit. If they move back a little bit, why yeah, not? You have him learn from, I think he's a pretty similar version of Jared Goff. He can run better. People also think Jared, he has no mobility. He can move. He can move. At the 100%. goal line, like, they ran him a they, lot last they year. They love running just that quarterback power right at the middle, and he, he'll break it. He will. He, I agree. He is more Maybe the Raiders think. take him? Yes, I agree with that. I don't think the Raiders' long-term option could go. Maybe the Washington football team? Oh, yeah. You never know. I think I think you'd like that. Uh, Pitt, Pittsburgh. I, Pittsburgh actually is the fit. Yeah. Pittsburgh has so many needs. Yeah. I, I think he would be really good in Pittsburgh. Agreed. I uh, think that, that one in New Orleans, those two systems just seem. That's a good point. I never thought about Pittsburgh that much, and that actually makes somewhat sense. Him going there, it's. I mean, you, you come in and you fill in that Ben Roth. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger would probably groom him for a year. That's why I made the bold prediction though, kind of with the whole Saints thing. There's really just nobody like Taysom Hill. Let's be honest. He's not a starting quarterback in the league. He's a great utility player. He's not a starting quarterback. Jameis Winston, 
Uh, I, I don't even know where to we've start We've seen with him guy. at his best, and we've seen him at his worst, Whew. and there's not much of a gap in between. Hey, I'm telling you, dude, they're going to make an ESPN 30 for 30 one day. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. That's going to happen, I'm telling you. season. <laughs> but uh, well, we'll see. I, I love Kyle Trask. I think he's gotten a lot of hate as of recently just because of that Oklahoma performance, and it's been, you know, he's shown more good than bad, but that just shows that's the problem nowadays. You have one bad game, and that can overshadow all you've Justin done. Justin Fields was outstanding against Clemson. Yep. He didn't have a good game against Alabama, and all of a sudden he's yep. QB five. That's what I'm saying. In this class, it's it's pretty crazy. And oh, I get the Sean Watson somehow was the 11th or 10th pick in that draft when he should have been number one overall. I know. Yeah, I don't. They didn't even have any bad games. That, that's just a. I don't know what the Sean's career future holds, but at the time it was just wild. Patrick Mahomes stuff like yep, that. Same way. He wasn't great at the end of his. <laughs> Uh, college career ended up going number ten overall, and now he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But that's just crazy. Lot to talk about. One week we'll have our mock drafts. I think we're going to wrap this up. Anything else you got to add? No, it, it's it, it's an exciting week. I think you're going to see a lot in these mock drafts ramp up, and we'll have our own. And uh, all of this is so you know it's subject to change. I don't know where. I think the only two picks, like you said, Harrison, that are set of the first two, uh, rightfully so, but. Everything else is floating around and, you know, excited to give you guys our mock drafts next week. I'm very excited. We'll, our mock drafts will have trades. So we'll go, oh, let's yeah. go through the, the whole deal for right now. So yep. we'll go 1 through 32 in, this yep. hour sh- in the hour show. Yep. Yes, trades. Um, yeah, I guess anything else got to add to it? No, but I think the trades are going to be a big part. That's yeah. something to watch for. I think trades. I will, I will definitely have trades in the top Six or seven. There's going to be a lot of unexpected traits, too. I'm, I'm hearing Washington, you know, I'm not trying to spoil stuff. I think Washington's looking, too. So, who knows? I mean, it, it's, uh, there's just so many, you know, so many good players, so many star guys in this thing. So, it's going to be fun to kind of see. Because there's a good chance we're going to get our mock draft. And we're going to come back a week later when this draft's over. And we're what, we're both just going to be like. How did we miss this? To- I know. Just, I mean, they're going to be, you know, but that's the fun of it. I mean, you can predict all you want, but you never know what happens. So What's a starts. good number for mock? I've done mock drafts the last yeah. five, six years. What's a good number of right? I would say it's in like seven, eight range. If you get I seven agree. or eight, I think that's a... I think if you get, yeah, seven, seven to eight, maybe six to eight picks right. And now luckily, we're probably going to get two courtesy picks right off the bat, right? Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to get two Possibly three. Courtesy. We'll see what maybe Actually, three. I guess we don't know about Mac Jones. That's true. I'm trying to find mine from last year. I know I... Hit like the first like five. Well, the challenge is not even like the challenge is not in the top ten. The top ten, you can kind of see where people are going. It's that after ten, you've got guys that are supposedly second round talents pulled into the first round. So that's where it kind of gets a little confusing. Um, but that's the fun in it. It's uh, that's the fun in doing these mock drafts and seeing where guys are going to go. And I think a lot of teams, you know. A lot of teams have a lot of needs, as we have mentioned today. You're a lot of draft boards are wide open. I think a lot of teams who need a position could possibly change this year based on who's available. If there's a guy who is you know has the most talent in this draft, why not go that direction? I just skipped my mock draft last year. I had six. I'm hoping to get eight this year. There you go. All right, this has been Sorry Sunday, KCIU 88.1. We'll see you for our mock draft special next Sunday. Have a great day and have a great week. We'll see you next time on Sorry Sunday, KCIU 88.1 FM.